0: Hello! Hi! Hey, Nadia. Hey, Adam. How are you doing?
1: I am ready for episode one of season five of Relay Essay.
0: Yes, let's do it. Relay Essay is a podcast that celebrates a connected conversation about student affairs in Canada. Um, The relay part is that we get every person we interview to give us a few names of folks we should interview next. And the person that we're interviewing right now in episode one for season five was suggested to us by Angie Clark, and Angie Clark was suggested to us by Jen Brown. So, so that this was is, a relay. So there's a bit of a relay going.
1: And this lovely individual is none other but Pat Pardo.
0: The fabulous Pat Pardo, who um, is the Director of Accessibility Services at Mount Royal University and I think the outgoing president of caucus as well.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I
1: forgot about that. And to set the scene, that we interviewed Pat... Following immediately the keynote at Caucus 2018 in PEI, uh, shameless plug and shout out for Candy Palmiter, who was a, a fabulous keynote. I highly recommend uh, her for anything that you might be thinking of. She was unbelievable. So in the conversation with uh, Pat, Adam and I, are, all three of us are just vibing from that converse, that, that presentation and our conversation unfolds.
0: Yeah, we were just hanging, like, we went to Pat's hotel room, kind of overlooking the water, and yeah. just had the most spectacular conversation. So, why don't we just get right to it? Let's do it. I will declare that I'm not the type to have any yes. It's worth all the shares, the number one podcast, the student affairs. Wanna hear what they have to say, along with all the guests that popping on the way. Without further delay, it's me, they, yes, they. And we're live. We're recording.
2: Yay! Yay! <laughs> okay, so
0: do you want to tell us your name and where you work?
2: Uh, my name is Pat Pardo and I am the Director of Accessibility Services at the fabulous Mount Royal University in Calgary, Alberta.
0: Amazing. And where are we? where are we talking today? Let's set the scene. Oh
2: my goodness. Uh, We are talking uh, in the uh, beautiful uh, island of Prince Edward Island. Uh, This is uh, the unceded traditional territory of the Mi'kmaq people. And uh, we are very blessed uh, to have the opportunity to um, be talking with each other um, in this space.
0: Absolutely. Yes. And we are, we're at the caucus conference and I think we're all still like... A little bit reeling from the amazing keynote we had this morning oh, yes. so I think I don't know I think Candy we're still we're still trying to have this good conversation and good interview while also still processing it. emotionally a, I think trying that,
1: not to cry yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> oh it was lovely it so was lovely so it was
2: it was I think um, I so appreciate um, the message around self-love and self-care because one of the things that I think we are hearing in our profession is uh, the theme around burnout. Mm -hmm. Uh, We certainly know that our students um, are experiencing barriers associated with um, issues around mental health, and that that is um, is a a very prominent theme on our campuses. And in addition, it's a prominent theme um, globally. Yeah. So we yeah. know that one in every six Canadians will experience um, uh, symptoms associated with a, with a, with depression um, in in their life. And so I think about um, the combination of people experiencing more issues around mental health. Um, and we could you know spend some time unpacking why that might be in addition to uh, burnout. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah,, right that we're feeling.
0: And the message of that candy kept saying around you are enough, and mm-hmm. just thinking about the messages that we send explicitly or implicitly to our students that tell them that they, that they aren't. Yes. So, also oh. kind of thinking about where we do that and how we can be a little bit more responsible, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think also within our association, um, you know, we are, uh, we, we, we reflect um, the historical construct that is post-secondary education um, in a North American context and um, and so we have in our structures barriers that I think um, do exclude mm. not so sometimes conscious sometimes un- mm-hmm. unconscious uh, and when I think of on the one hand the Um, the amazingness of the proliferation of of specialization, of specificity in our profession, Um, I also know uh, that not all of us um, who come to conferences like the one that we're having um, feel like they are enough because Mm -hmm. they don't Mm -hmm. see themselves um, reflected, um, not only in our structure, but also even in the way that we um, shape the learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow, well, true.
0: we really got into it yeah. really quickly. But we, I think we, we, you're currently in a role with Caucus, right? Yes. Or, and you're the president.
2: I am the president until Wednesday. Until Wednesday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, and uh, at our annual general meeting, yes. and uh, then I will be handing the baton uh, to the fabulous Tim Rally, uh, who is mm. currently president elect, uh, and he's with uh, Simon Fraser, a senior student affairs officer, and so he will become president. Uh, at our AGM, and then I will become past president. So I'm outgoing, which I said this morning. I kind of am. You're an outgoing, outgoing president. I am an outgoing,
1: outgoing president. I am. So, Pat, what was that, like, that this past year as our president like? Like, what does that role entail? Mm -hmm. It's like an association across Canada. Why? Why did you do it, and what was it like?
2: Um... Why did I do it? I'll start with that. Um, I'm going to try not to cry. Um, As I said earlier this morning, I'm nauseatingly um, optimistic, positive, and hopeful. Um, I love this profession. Mm. I love this profession. And I, like many of us, stumbled. I stumbled into student affairs. This was not my career trajectory. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had the opportunity to be introduced to the field um, by one of my mentors, um, Dr. Peggy Patterson, who mm. was at the oh. University of Calgary uh, when um, when I was there, and uh, she's the one that introduced me to. There's a field of student affairs, <laughs> and there there's like literature on student <laughs> development, and there are opportunities to have conversations with wow. people about this. Um, so I sort of fell in love uh, with the profession, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and so. Um, coupled with um, my compass, which is to, as Candy said this morning, use the gifts that I have been given to be of service. Mm. Uh, and so I um, had had the opportunity to be involved with Cadsby, which was one of the divisions, and uh, sat on the caucus board as a result of that structure. And then Knew that there was an opportunity to have a um, a less kind of specific conversation, a bit more generally about student affairs, and and so I wanted the opportunity to um, add my lived experience to the table mm-hmm. um, by being involved on the board. Yeah, yeah. And what was that experience like? It has been truly fabulous, uh, and and I you know and again this is my my lens. Uh, I am half full. Uh, as opposed to half-empty for the glass. Um, you know, we are, a, we are volunteers, uh, as, as all of us are. So we're involved in committees, we get involved in our communities of practice, uh, we have an opportunity to both learn and grow and be of service. Uh, and so as a, as a, as a, a board of volunteers, um, the conversations have been rich. Our association is 45 years old. Oh, wow. We are 45, and some folks might say, well, maybe we're having a bit of a midlife. You know, (laughs) we we did, you know, we did some changing because we needed to do some changing, and uh, uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, the chairs of the Communities of Practice were having a conversation. We're going to be doing a review of the Communities of Practice structure and having very rich and engaging, I think, dialogue, which will inform that conversation, Uh, and, um, and, you know, whenever we introduce anything new on our campuses, you know, some things don't always work out exactly the way that you thought they were going (laughs) to. Um, and so that ability to sort of check in and reflect and and do some assessment. So, uh, the experience on the board has been, uh, a a truly, um, a truly wonderful one, recognizing that there is privilege Mm -hmm. associated with, um, sort of the assumptions uh, that we make about um, what a board does. Mm. Um, And I I think that um, I would say the board of caucus is both a governance uh, board, so we are the ones that think about sort of strategic plans and those sorts of things. We have a Kick-ass, if I might say, strategic plan, mm-hmm. uh, and um, and we also uh, are working. We're we're a working board because we lead committees and right. lead those conversations mm-hmm. and such. Um, and all you know, whenever you do volunteer work, we're all also involved in our day jobs
0: and other facets of your life, and like th- other things going on. So I don't know how everyone does it.
2: Other yeah. well, yeah, all wow. of us in the room, yeah. right? All yeah. all of us yeah. in the room. Um, I know that, uh, especially for folks who are new or starting in in Student Affairs, they may not see themselves um, as a potential board member. Uh, And I would really like to encourage our association is made up of us. Mm. If there are things that are missing um, and acknowledging that there are barriers that we need to be addressing in order to create a space where we all feel we are enough. Um, I'm going to invite folks to step in and to find their path, their way, by volunteering, by getting involved in COPs, by getting involved in um, on, on all of the various committees that are available, um, because we need you. We, we need you.
0: And I would say the new structure, I guess it's not new anymore, but it's a couple years old, has more opportunities, because I think before it was mm-hmm. either... You present at the conference, or you're on the national board. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. those are the only options. And now There's, you can be a reviewer. You can be on the program committee. You yes. can be involved with the COP. There's just such more
2: entry um, points. Yeah.
0: So I think I think it is a very yeah. exciting. To your point, I think it's an exciting time for folks to try to find a way to plug in.
2: Absolutely. And and so as a you know uh, an outgoing outgoing, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I my my invitation is you know come uh, get involved. Uh, if there are things that are not working, um, have conversations with the folks that you feel you can do that with um, so that all of us together can create. We are the Student Affairs and Services Association, Professional Association in Canada, and we bring a different context than do our colleagues in the United States. Yeah. And so we may have affiliations you know, with our specific work, and there may be other professional associations that are relevant. And I think what we can do together when we come together through PD and through the COPs is to talk about what does this work mean in Canada. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Does
2: this work mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from this vantage point, you've got three more days in your, your presidency. <laughs> um, if you had to make a prediction about like caucus or our profession maybe like 10, 15 years out, are mm-hmm. there any trends that you're seeing today that you think are going to... Yield some really good food over the next decade or so.
2: Well, certainly, uh, I think the um, uh, the rich uh, dialogue, conversation, and energy that um, folks that are coming into the profession mm-hmm. are bringing. Um, you know, when I started uh, back when the Earth was cooling, <laughs> uh, <laughs> things were you know from a technology perspective, you yeah. know, just beginning. Uh, really, for for all intents and purposes, and so um, I envision, um, of course ensuring that everything that we do has an element of universal design, Uh, I envision uh, a rich, vibrant, um, uh, connected uh, association, with um, opportunities to leverage um, our dialogue and our conversation, um, not only at conference time. So we've invested our thinking around the number one goal in our strategic plan, which is professional development. And uh, I know that members um, have uh, noted and have been noticing that there's more on offer throughout the year. Mm webinars and drive-ins and online courses and a new professionals institute and assessment institutes and there's
0: oh. that conduct institute coming yeah, yeah you're right yeah, there's, there's tons, straight, tons of, there's yeah. there's
2: a ton and so i see that 10 15 years um you know more organic through technology ways of maintaining conversations with each other communities you know are most vibrant when we're actually engaging with each other and Mm -hmm. it's a big country it's not always possible to uh, get together so um Certainly technology certainly um, I think our work around inclusion um, we're doing this work on our campuses um, so indigenization um, the experience of racial racialized student affairs and services professionals, the experience of um, student affairs and services folks who experience barriers so you know our our community our society is about intersectionality um, and um, I think that our, faculty colleagues perhaps uh, don't have an opportunity um, based on the model that they inhabit uh, to think about these things in the way that we do. Mm. And I see in our ongoing, our vision as an association, is that caucus and its members are essential, integral to the success and transformation of the post-secondary sector in Canada. And I believe that we are currently playing a critical role and that we are going to play an even more critical role because I think the whole thing is going to implode. Mm. I think the post-secondary sector is, this model is no longer sustainable and um, I think that you know, adjacent to the trends for our field are uh, what we were just chatting about in terms of changes in um, provincial governments. Changes in federal governments, the global context, um, and so I'm. I think we're observing more polarization, mm-hmm. left and right, uh, and uh, less space in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, you know, I, I think another trend that I I um, find interesting. Uh, is the trend for colleges to um, become universities? Mm. Yeah, uh, that's and true. the you know f- um, there are fewer fewer colleges, uh, so I think that says something about sort of how we privilege what we consider university education to be, mm. and sort of it it contributes to a bit of a hegemony I think um, from a from an education perspective. Um, mm. I never thought about that. That that's true. Mm-hmm.
0: And Pat- mm. Mount Royal made that transition and have, did you work, have you been working there before and after it became a university? I
2: I was there uh, very shortly before um, Mount Royal became a university. And and certainly, um, you know, uh, a a conversation that was longstanding uh, and I think, you know, an opportunity to um, uh, occupy, I think, a very rich space by integrating those foundations um, into um, Mm -hmm. uh, the kind of university that Mount Royal is and Mount Royal is becoming. So that, and it's important that there be colleges and technical schools because our society, we, you know, it just creates this, this is the only thing. <laughs> University education is makes the, only the thing. gap wider. It does. Yeah. It does. It it, it does. So, uh, you know, I think I guess you know in terms of um, just trends, we may feel that they are somewhat negative. But in, as Candy said this morning, I mean, uh, it's in the mistakes where the richness lies. Mm. In terms of reflecting on what's working and what's not working. And I think student affairs and services professionals are change agents. I think we're boundary spanners. Mm. I think we have an opportunity, and do not an but in every day, um, we have an opportunity to invite that alternative perspective. Um, sometimes that's hard. Mm. Sometimes it's hard when, in my role as director, I have faculty who um, contact me, you know, with. Uh, with uh, challenges regarding accommodating students mm-hmm. um, who have uh, particular perceptions around accommodations lowering standards, and that's just in, yes. in this space. Uh, and so, um, you know, offering that alternative perspective, um, I think, a, you know, a tip that I use is inside voice, outside voice. <laughs> <laughs> Inside voice, outside voice, Pat. Ah, I, let me yes. I understand your perspective. Can you tell me a little bit more about why you're feeling this particular way? that's a way? good outside voice. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our work is hard. Uh, and, and I think things may get bumpier mm. in the sector. Right. Mm. And I believe that we are the change we seek. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Bit too philosophical for 10 ten a.m. <laughs> in the morning. You no, know, <laughs> it's the sea change. <laughs> it's the sea change. The sea is changing. <laughs>
0: mm. um, we're right by the ocean. <laughs> got all this inspiration.
2: Oh, dear. I wonder
0: if we can maybe go back in time a little bit okay, and yeah. talk a little bit about, so um, what was your experience with um, post-secondary? Where did you... Did you always think you were going to go to university? What was your journey? Yeah. Yes.
2: Um, As I mentioned this morning, I'm partially sighted uh, and um, also from Mexico. And uh, so my dad was from Mexico and my mom was from Canada. Uh, And uh, both of my parents were totally blind. Mm. Uh, They met uh, in Toronto at the... They were doing some training at the Canadian National Institute for the Blind and met and fell in love. Um, uh, There were mm, many concerns expressed uh, on the part of uh, both families. I could definitely uh, relate to Candy's story about her parents, um, both on the count of... uh, uh, vision and also on the count of skin color mm. um, and uh, so um, love is a many-splendored thing mm-hmm. and uh, so my parents got married and uh, in Mexico and um, uh, my dad had had uh, an, ex- an opportunity to study in Canada uh, did uh, his high school at uh, in Montreal and um, he arrived at a place where he wanted to go back to school and realized that the supports that he might need as a student who is partially sighted uh, were not going to be available to him in Mexico. Mm. So the decision was made uh, that we would move up here, or move up, move to Canada, um, back to Canada, um, because that's where my mom was from. And uh, and my dad uh, began to pursue post-secondary education at York University. Um oh, wow. He was one of the first um, blind students to receive a PhD in sociology in the early 70s. Uh, and I remember, uh, you know, sort of watching my dad study or being there when he studied. And in those days, you know, there really, there were... There, there was no technology. It was Braille, yeah. um, and volunteer readers. Um, but my dad had a real passion uh, about education, and so um, they already knew that my brother and I were were uh, experiencing some vision loss, and uh, I think they, you know, also knew that in order for uh, my brother and I to have supports in our schooling, um, that, that that Canada was was going to be a, a, a good choice, um, which indeed it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love. You know, I'm an immigrant uh, and uh, love my Mexican roots and uh, all of uh, what that is for me, and uh, I'm very very grateful to my parents um, for having made that decision because I've had opportunities, my brother and I have had opportunities here that would have been much more challenging um, in in, in Mexico. So with that as a, you know, yes, you can, si se puede, Um, I always knew that I was gonna go to university. Um, and so um, ended up in Calgary uh, a, a, to finish high school, and um, went to um, university at University of Calgary. Started when I was seventeen. Uh, definitely not ready for that experience for two reasons. One, I was seventeen. Two, I was really struggling with the impact that my vision loss was having, mm. in that it wasn't um, it wasn't significant enough for people to know. Uh, but it was significant enough for me to be able to not access regular print. That was getting harder and harder. Mm. And so what was available to me to access regular print um, were magnifiers that really, I felt, s- sort of were stigmatizing, right? Because mm. yes. So uh, my first year I flunked um, for those reasons also. Um, uh, I was, um, you know at the latter end of uh, the Fraternity and sorority um, season uh, at uh, University of Calgary. and uh, so I uh, decided to explore some of that uh, my <laughs> first year. Uh, so uh, did, was, yeah, I will say no more about that. Uh, and uh, so at the end of that year, I took, I took a, a, a gap year uh, to just try to figure out uh, what I wanted to do. Great decision. Um, Because what I learned about myself is um, I I wanted to make the choice to be successful in education regardless of how sort of excluded or how different I felt I was as a student. So I went back and used all the what was available at the time um, and certainly over the course of my life, technology has been, it's done a 360, yeah. um, so that now I can talk to my phone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, And that's text true. my, you know, people. Um. So went on, did an undergrad in, I changed my major six times, because uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Landed in psych, um, for I think the reason that lots of folks land in psych, and that was just, who am I? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Master's uh, in education in ed-psych where I focused on counselling and then I did a PhD in ed-psych that combined uh, both counselling and uh, disability studies and uh, had an opportunity, Um, I had a great dissertation experience. I was able to um, partner with a community organisation to do participatory action research um, and it was, and that research because it wasn't mine. Um, the community that I worked with were able to take what they shared and translate that into policy and for the for the for, for their work. So so cool. It was. It was. It was amazing. Do
0: you um, remember the name of your dissertation? The title. I feel like this is always a pop quiz for <laughs> people with doctorates.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to paraphrase, you know, um, uh, understanding the independent living philosophy, um, uh, making change from within or something like that. that sounds pretty good. I'm sure we
0: took shirts in a repository somewhere. That's amazing.
2: Um, And so, yeah, then I did, uh, my first work, uh, I worked, I've had an opportunity to work with the Canadian Mental Health Association. Uh, I worked for uh, uh, an oil company uh, as an employment equity officer. I worked for the federal government. Uh, I was an executive director for a not-for-profit. Um, and then sort of found my way to uh, mm-hmm. post-secondary and uh, have been here um, for a good chunk of time.
1: What's, I guess... I I don't know for some reason for as I prepared for this conference I felt like more woke to accessibility needs like in terms of like my presentation making sure the font was legible whereas in the past it was just not something that I was aware of so I guess I want to ask like what what's one thing that you wish maybe student affairs folks outside of disability services because oftentimes we might think oh the students are part of that population mm-hmm. and we'll deal with it when it comes across our desk or our path what's something that you wish maybe people across Student Affairs uh, knew about students that might have different, various disability needs? Mm -hmm.
2: Um, I believe that if we were all conversant with uh, concept, the concept around universal design and Mm -hmm. universal design for learning, that that idea, which is that when we design things, we're thinking of at the design phase, Um, what is the broadest number of folks, what is that broadest grouping of stakeholders who are going to be coming to our service, joining our teams, becoming president uh, of universities and colleges and technical institutes, Um, to have that lens at the design stage, um, which really, uh, I think, um, also speaks to um, campus equity, and meaningful inclusion speaks to indigenization, speaks to, so I think it's a helpful uh, concept that combines both seven principles that are associated with universal design and then three principles that are um, that are part of universal design for learning, which are the conversations we're having with faculty around designing courses in a way that will create um, Inclusion, meaningful inclusion in the learning environment, which will then reduce the number of actual specific accommodations mm-hmm. that 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 you would be responding to because you're building that flexibility into the way in which you design our space, our services. We just did a, a professional development um workshop for our Student Affairs and Campus Life colleagues at Mount Royal on universal design as it applies to our Student Affairs uh, services. There are, and our colleagues in um, Accessibility and Inclusion um, have much expertise, and that expertise, um, certainly over time, um, is uh, being embedded into the way that we design our learning opportunities here in the conference. Um, And so I think, uh, as is the case with many of the other conversations that we're having that are attempting to address exclusion mm-hmm. um, as an ally, if I have an opportunity to understand how I might contribute to that in this instance around universal design, in other instances in different ways, um, that then it's not just the accessibility folks that are having that conversation yeah. or the equity folks yeah. or the blah, blah, blah folks. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't mean blah, blah, blah in a bad way. No, but just like
1: like, sometimes we're just so used to referring to a certain office or department or pocket of people that they handle this or they have the solutions. But I think having that universal design approach Mm -hmm. is a good, like not only for presentations, but like your office space, your teams. Absolutely. Like your strategic plan. What from that point of like, how do I reach and Serve the most people as as much as
2: possible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So from the start. from yeah. the start. Yeah. So that you don't have to do kind of an extra something. Yeah. To get at the thing that you need to be, your your enough self, mm. uh, in in that in that space, uh, and I and I think that's, uh, circling back to what I said earlier, I see our, uh, part of our role as change agents. Um, so that means I have an accountability to deepen my knowledge across the ten competencies that we um, landed on mm-hmm. as student affairs and services professionals, to acknowledge my uh, bias, my uh, when I'm woefully not um, knowledgeable, uh, when my behavior, my attitudes, my language um, is contributing to exclusion mm-hmm. as opposed to that's my work and that's not anybody else's work that's for me to do.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so what are some of the things that you're working on these days at Mount Royal? What's, what's filling your bucket? <laughs>
2: um, well, uh, I think we are, um, uh, as I think is the case across the board, uh, looking for, um, creative ways of engaging our faculty colleagues. And Mm -hmm. so we have a lot of, uh, we have a a joint uh, academic plan implementation group, which I happen to be a part of. Uh, We have um, uh, all of the initiatives that many of us have on our campuses, which uh, uh, create that opportunity to have conversation with and for each other, uh, addressing some of those silos. Um, we, uh, and and I, that, I, I love that opportunity to, um, have those bigger conversations. If you have, (laughs) if you can't already tell that I like sort of the bigger picture, sort Mm -hmm. of what, how do we connect these things so that we're not perpetuating the, the binder, the siloed this is, as you said, yes. this group's yeah, conversation, this, yeah. and this is this group's conversation. Um, and I think we're having, we're having some very good conversations, um, uh, particularly around indigenization, uh, and uh, again, looking to see how we can, uh, we all contribute um, to, uh, to, to that dialogue and conversation, yeah. Um, love my team, <laughs> love the students, uh, that I learn so much from the students uh, that it is my privilege to uh, to to be a part of uh, just witness uh, the the amazing resilience uh, the amazing courage uh, that um, it, it takes to go to school for, for many mm-hmm. if not all um, yeah. students this is not a This is not an easy thing and I think it's way more complicated than it was in 1977 when I started my undergrad degree. I think the world is just more complicated. Mm. Uh, And so my compass um, is um, my belief and passion that we can be better, that we are the change that we seek, uh, that I'm responsible for my own work. I'll admit I'm still working on the "I'm enough" thing. I it's it's just maybe part of the human experience, yeah. uh, and so, um, and I acknowledge that Candy was right. That's that's my job uh, to to keep on that journey. Um, albeit I'm on the latter half of the circle of life, I would say, but uh, uh, still working through that. Still working through some of the messages you know that I heard um, that are still deep yeah. inside mm-hmm. me.
0: Yeah. Um, well, uh, sorry, I'm just looking at the notes I made in my research, and there's one random note that I found. There is another Pat Pardo.
2: Get it! Out.
0: Who Patrick Pardo is a leather bag designer in New York City.
2: <laughs> I
1: love it. And I just it.
0: think you guys should do like a Pat Pardo swap. Because <laughs> <and do, laughs>
1: like, you have the style. I thought I thought there was a relation when I saw your outfit. I was like, oh, definitely connected. <laughs> I you
0: love could totally that. design bag.
2: Do you know? Do, do does do they have a lime green bag by any chance? Oh, we can we
0: can source that. <laughs> lime
2: green, we We'll ask our research team to we'll look into it. <laughs> I want it if it's there. Yeah.
0: I want it. Yeah. There's no question of that. Actually, that's a fun fact. That's another Pad Pardo in it. New York City.
2: That's <laughs> awesome. Hola, hermano. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Um, that, it, we've got some rapid fire questions that okay. are just, uh, just to yep. wrap things Mm-kay. up. Okay. Um, and, okay, so everyone's ready? Yes. Pat Pardo. Are you a dog or a cat person? Dog. Okay.
1: If you were to donate a bunch of money to have a building built on university campus, where would you donate and what kind of building would you build?
2: This is a tough question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I love where I work. Um, Mount Royal University. Uh, I also love where I went to school, University of Calgary. I also love where my dad went to school, York University. I also love where my dad taught, which is Brock University. Um, so um, I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> safe, uh, that's safe.
1: That's good. Maybe like buildings and, uh, on each building. okay, but Yeah, a,
2: sure. bu- a building, no campus, a but a building. building. Um... I would uh, build um, a building that would that would combine uh, space um, for wellness. Uh, Lots of light, lots of windows, uh, lots of green, lots of access outside, uh, opportunity to meditate, uh, to gather, uh, to converse if spirituality is part of your frame of reference. Something in a circle. Yeah.
0: The Pardo Center for Wellness, Mindfulness, and Light.
2: Ooh, yes, there it is. That's it. Um, I should buy a lottery ticket though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I tried a couple
1: weeks ago, I tried, but
2: no. So Everyone always wins in Quebec. <laughs> that's a
1: whole
0: other conversation. I know, I know. Okay, I will get started. Um, Pat, what would you say is your superpower? Hope. Hope.
1: That's my favorite word. Hope. Yeah. Uh, Flop, mistake, misstep. What's that one?
0: Well, what I would say is I think um, if most people were to kind of participate in the conference, they would probably see Pat as this, like, polished success story, president, PhD. Is there ever a time when maybe you um, mm. had a misstep or kind of learned from failure Every that you'd be willing to share on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Every
2: day. Um, I... Um, often uh, feel great much anxiety um, uh, and and this this it's it, it's it been such a wonderful experience this role um, to have the opportunity to um, work on my own inner dialogue about being my authentic self particularly with respect to how I access material um, so this morning using very large print I um, uh, I uh, am aware uh, that um, it may sometimes impact my delivery, um, and I'm also always um, often feel some anxiety about having enough light mm. uh, to be able. So misstep um, uh, more than uh, more than than I care to mention um, a- associated with. Um, you know certainly both this one aspect of my personal and social identity, um, and I guess I think the other thing that's oh, in my head right now in my heart is uh, missteps associated with ego. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the relationship between ego ego and my own inner critic.
0: Hmm. Oh dang. Yeah. Yeah. That could be a whole other conversation. <laughs> that could be a whole other yeah, do part 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 two. <laughs> yeah. Um. If we were to make a time capsule that we would open in 100 years to tell the story of what's going on in student affairs and services today, what are some of the things you might put in that time capsule? Um,
2: uh, I'm thinking of um, elder... Judy Clark's gift of song and trying to so um, uh, uh, the uh, conversations um, that we're having around um, TRC mm-hmm. um, and that that would be no longer a conversation in 100 years uh, I would put in um, uh, all of the Uh, various and sundry um, identifiers associated with personal and social identity that um, uh, continue to be negatively constructed, um, knowing that in a hundred years that negative construction will have shifted significantly. Mm. Uh, I would put in uh, prayer. Mm. Uh, I would uh, put in um, uh, a, um, a shell. Think uh, from the ocean uh, again to sort of reflect um, the uh, the the grounding, um, but also the impermanence uh, of uh, our short time mm-hmm. uh, on this earth. Uh, I would uh, include maybe some strategic plans. I'm not 100 sure about that. <laughs> but maybe some strap plans. Maybe not. Um, I would also include, uh, convocation, uh, convocation programs. Ooh, oh. that's nice. Uh. That's a great idea. Uh, lot, lots of convocation programs. Um, I would include, uh, our, uh, logo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would include, um, uh, bedazzling.
0: Be dazzling for <laughs> I would mean, include
2: bedazzling things. Yes. Uh, as just as symbolic of uh, celebration.
0: Amazing.
2: Yeah. Uh, last question. I think it's the most important
1: question of the whole thing. What are your predictions for the World Cup?
0: Final? Mexico!
2: <laughs> Viva Mexico! <laughs> Lo vamos a ganar totalmente. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. going to be a surprise. Okay. Mexico um, against. Mm-hmm. Uh, either Brazil Ooh. or, 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 or Germany, although, you know, we'll see mm. kind of, they have to get out of the same
0: group, I guess, so mm. that's not okay. going but
2: anyway, Viva Mexico! Viva! Dale! <laughs> <Good evening. laughs>
0: Dale! Um, so Pat, you know this, uh, the whole premise of this, uh, podcast is that it's a relay. Angie mm-hmm. Clark was yes. passing it on to you. Yes. Um, do you have any folks that you think we should be speaking to next?
2: I do, um, and, uh, have, uh, have uh, them on side i would uh, invite you to contact steve fitter um, who is the vice president of student affairs and campus life at mount royal university okay
0: yes and what are some of the things we should talk to steve about
2: um some of the things you can talk to steve about are about uh, transforming um, our institutional cultures um, breaking down silos the particularly the faculty student affairs that's a good one silo Um, also um about um burnout because ssaos senior student affairs officers in addition to all of us are are feeling um Hmm. quite a bit of burnout as their portfolios have become significantly more complex um i think you can also ask steve about um the impact of um provincial budgets Ooh, uh, okay. on your secondary. Um, also asked Steve about how he views his role as a mentor uh, to um, incoming and mid-level student affairs and services professionals. This is good stuff. Wow, you just wrote our whole interview question. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow, outgoing, outgoing. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I, I said. <laughs> uh, and thank you to both of you. I feel very honored uh, that you've included me uh, in the in this discourse conversation uh, that we're having with each other. I feel I feel very honored, thank you.
0: Oh, well thank goodness. you, not thank just you. for making the time for this conversation, but just for your work for the organization. Mm. I know, I know yes. you're the outgoing president, but you've been involved with the board in different parts of the organization for years and your energy and your visibility and your enthusiasm and your willingness to be vulnerable I think is an excellent model for new and old professionals alike. So thank you so much for your work.
2: You are more than welcome. And if you're ever feeling Kind of like you need a bit of pick me up, I would invite you to call my voicemail, which is area code 403 440 7717. And I'll end it at that. Oh, (laughs) amazing. Thanks, Pat. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to the both of you. This was so much fun.
0: Wow. Oh.
1: That's so good. So
0: good, right? I know. I think I could listen to this episode again and again. For sure, and every time I think I would get something out of it, I could just talk to Pat all day. Long. I know,
1: and it's a good reminder, like especially as people are kind of in the midst of summer in the September, sorry, in the first six weeks. So, like, don't hesitate to call Pat's voicemail to yes. hear her voice. Accept <laughs> the challenge.
0: Call Pat. <laughs> call her voicemail and, and see what she's about. Uh, phenomenal. Um, so, thank you, Pat, for making the time. We really, really appreciate it. Um, we don't think Pat is on Twitter, but uh, we are, and you can connect with me. I'm at Adam Kuhn, K-U-H-N.
1: I'm at Nan's Roses, N-A-D-S-R-O-S-E-S.
0: And we encourage you to use the hashtag Relay if you're tweeting about anything related to this podcast. We want to thank Adrian Ross for the amazing theme music.
1: Thank you. And then last but not least, please let us know if you have an idea for a podcast or a conversation. We are happy to help and guide you through that process and challenge yeah
0: even if you just have an idea it might not even be a podcast idea it might just be a conversation you're hoping to have with other colleagues and we can help you do that if possible all right so thank you so much for listening
1: bye for now